Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Hi, everybody. It's Liza. <laughs> and it's Kimmy. And this is 51 First Dates, a podcast where I just answered a sex line at the opening. I don't know. That was weird. Like that. Cheers. Oh, I don't know why I just said it's Liza. We've done this like this is maybe the 215th time. And I it, I have never I always say I'm Liza and I just said it's Liza for no reason. So and did I you know did I copy you and say it's Kimmy? Yeah, but I liked it. It feels like we're, you know, we're evolving. We're growing. We're, we're growing. changing with the times. It feels like we're more famous than we are, which is zero fame. You know, like <laughs> it's Andy Cohen, you know, like We're a who. Yeah. We're we're like the whoiest of who's. Um uh, shout out Who Weekly, my favorite podcast other than this one. <laughs> Well, it's a morning. It's a morning and you're here listening to us in your ears and we are grateful for that. Uh, We are re-releasing an episode today. Please forgive us. Liza and I have zero time in the day of late, but we don't want to leave you hanging. So we're re-releasing a very good one when our second dater, Kenny, who happens to be my brother, no, my parents are not that annoying with the Kimmy and Kenny of it all. It's a long story. We definitely talk about it on one of these podcasts. Anyways, he was our second dater. He's great. He's a male perspective. And we debunked the rules, that 90s book, with him. So pretty evergreen content. Also, just a great reminder if you heard it once upon a time. Also, you all seem to like Kenny a little bit more. Everybody seems to love Kenny. (laughs) I mean, Kenny was like a very, we got a lot of, we got a lot of DMs about Kenny. We got a lot of inquiries about Kenny. Um, Kenny is a star. So we're excited to re-release this episode. Yeah, I think like the rules are something that come up all the time like won't go away and even if it's not the book the rules it's like what's kosher what's not like what can I do what am I allowed to text blah 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 so I think it's always interesting to think about and talk about um and I and be about this episode and be about yeah (laughs) um before we get into that I have like literally no consumption this week but do you have any good consumption (laughs) I know I was thinking about it. So I'm going to I'm going to really, you know, do a nice little play on consumption. Um I'll start with TV to not be too annoying, but it is pretty basic. I am in a household where I learned that I live with a man who has never really watched all of Succession. So you better oh, believe damn. he kind of lied, I feel, or has watched random episodes like I've watched episodes with his family members. Like, he just watched them. Like, are you kidding? But anyway, we started. That is not a show you can dip into. No. That's hilarious. And it's so good. So basically, we went to turn on. I was like, you know, can we watch the last two episodes of last season before we watch the new one from season three? He's like, why Why would we do that? Let's just watch it. And then we realized very quickly he really isn't caught up and barely remembers the first season. So we've gone to the beginning. And I'm re-watching Succession <laughs> like a good partner. And yeah, I'm in such a weird mood this morning. So that that's it's a some good TV watch, though. Yeah. By I, next week, I, I will have watched Winter House on Bravo. Also, sorry. <laughs> so just oh God, letting incredible. everyone know that if you want to check it out. Yeah, I still haven't watched the first episode of season three of Succession, but Jeff didn't watch Succession when I watched it. I watched it 
I think I watched the second season live. You know, I like got into the buzz of the second season. So I, I was sort of behind the times, but I feel like that's when a lot of people joined was when people were like, oh, this is actually like the greatest show ever. It got a lot better. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but Jeff kind of was like, eh, I don't know. He had watched a few minutes of me. He was like, it seems kind of dark. I, you know, every, I hate all these people, which I was like, yes, but that's the point. Get on board, you know, whatever. Yeah. And at some point I bullied in quarantine, I bullied him. He was like, I don't want anything to watch. I was like, if you don't fucking sit your ass down and watch Succession, like this is over, whatever. And like, you know, a couple episodes in, he was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, holy shit. Like, I think I, I redeemed like past bad content recommendations. He's hard to recommend content for. He's ve- his tastes are very like hard to pin down. Mm. Um, But we have been this whole week trying to triangulate ourselves so that we can sit down together and watch the first episode and as everyone listening can feel the chaos of mostly my week right now it hasn't happened yet so we've got a date on friday night where like we're gonna make something or order something yet like we have it's on the fucking cal it's like it's an event i love it and you know i don't want any of the people listening or you yourself liza to get the wrong idea and think that i would actually sit through all of these episodes just to be a good GF because I will I will I will be bullying soon. Um because I'm I'm happy to rewatch the second season, but first season there are some things you notice, but I, I'm ready. I, I mean I will be watching Yeah. Oh I rewatched a lot of when Jeff watched it, I sat I rewatched a lot of it with him because I was just like, I love these people. You know, like I it's a I think it's ripe for for rewatch and I I throw no shade if you watched (laughs) all of it with him I think that's fantastic I shade myself I don't want the people to think that I'm a an unindependent woman who has to watch with her demands every night I don't know I don't think anyone (laughs) thinks that Tony is like Kimmy sit down it's time for succession (laughs) sit down and rewatch your succession bitch oh my god okay oh wow um on that note the rules the rules of sitting of of your boyfriend forcing you to watch succession oh Eliza I just will give my I was going to do like an alternative consumption corner I will just tell you and the, the people, the gems. I just one more thing that I consumed was um, these spring rolls. I've been on a kick of making Gwyneth Paltrow goop recipes, and I made these spring rolls where you actually use the rice paper dip, dip in the water. You know, wrap them. Oh yeah, was, they were really good. Are they so good. Yeah, I was really proud of myself. It just I feels good those. to cook. I would highly recommend. I hadn't done that for a minute because I think we we all cooked ourselves out <laughs> in the beginning of the yeah. pandemic. But yeah. Yeah, I love those. I should make that recipe. Or I, I often can't eat spring rolls because of my food allergies. Ugh. So sometimes if I want to eat, um, you know, certain cuisines, I have to make them at home, which are certainly not the same experience or nearly as good. But uh, maybe I'll give it a try. You couldn't have had the tahini dipping sauce, but I think everything else you could have had. Oh, and just nice. leaving okay. off. The, I didn't use the sesame oil because I was out of it anyway. And then there is... Mm. Sesame. Okay, maybe, maybe we'll try another one. But I'm sure there's one out there for you, Liza. You know what? I can use canola. Oil. I've got, I've got swaps for all of it. It's true. But then I'm eating the food, and I'm like, this probably isn't what it's supposed to taste like. <laughs> but, you know, I just really can. appreciated doing a little manual labor before eating my food. Like it was just, yeah. it made me feel like I did something. I fed myself. It's so satisfying. I truly like I fall in and out of love with the with the work of cooking a lot. But right now I've been in in love with it. And it like it really does. There's something about it, something about disconnecting from the screen from screens, too. And like making something, you know, it's 
I've been spending, you know, conservatively 15 hours a day in front of a screen. So it's nice to be like, I'm going to chop an onion. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, chop an onion. Everybody chop an onion. We love you. (laughs) This is a great, fun episode where we get male perspective, rule breaking, because why not? And inspiration to just go out there and date like your life is short because it is. Or don't date. Do whatever you want. (laughs) All right. It was a weird one. Thanks for being here. We love you. (laughs) We love you guys. See you soon. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates, the podcast. We are joined by all-time, you know, participator, fan favorite, family member of mine, Kenny. Keep pumping me up. (laughs) (laughs) Not enough intros. And I actually don't really know if warranted, but it's weird to be back. I'm back. He's back. But let's clarify, you're not back because you're broken up. You're back because we asked you to be here. (laughs) I mean, call it what you want to. Yeah, I'm not going on a date, but yeah, back on the pod. Here we go. I feel like we've had you on every year around the holidays. I think you're like, this is your third annual like appearance, holiday appearance on Five One First Dates. Uh, I'm doing great with the holiday track record. I thought maybe this was my second, but to have three, I'll take it for sure. I think this is the three P, Kenny. Did we make Kenny come on before he was dating for us? Yeah, I think he came on, like, I think he recorded in person in your apartment in Brooklyn early on in us recording do you remember that yeah that was scary yeah (laughs) you were definitely scared and we were like it's fine we don't know what we're doing i will have to find out what episode that was whoa i've totally forgot about that liza it was early it was like nine or ten it was really early i remember because i went back through our early episodes the other day because i was trying to find the name of a guest that we had early on um so i was this is it was top of mind so if anyone is new to the podcast welcome thank you for being here if you're old to the podcast welcome back thank you for being here especially on this christmas eve we're not recording on christmas eve because we're not monsters but if you celebrate you know enjoy the day tomorrow but if you're just joining us um this podcast is a podcast where people go on 51 dates sometimes less uh and kenny my lovely brother, after I found my current boyfriend via this podcast. is that so sterile? But Kenny was kind enough to, you know, join us as the new dater. And then until he met his girlfriend through, through Ish, this podcast. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It was, a, it was an interesting little adventure. I was like haphazardly dating in the city anyway, come and go. And it just forced me to go on more dates. So why not? help the cause and chat about it i think it's healthy it's good so it ended up working out for me challenge yourself to do the same oh (laughs) i like this (laughs) honestly i feel like we're we're we have a really good success rate on this podcast (laughs) if you define success as finding a relationship which by the way not everyone does including me dating can be its own thing Dating can be just for the fun of dating. Dating can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. However, I think lots of people are looking for like a person to have a relation with. And if that's 
the thing, then we have nailed it for you guys, for Katie, who only went on like a handful of like five dates or something for this podcast, but and like talked about two or three of them. But she's still with her boo. She met on day number five. I mean, it's a thing. But okay, so I want to get into this email because we know a lot of you have been doing your own dates and it doesn't always pan out. And maybe, you know, I I don't want to toot our own horns and our, you know, I don't want to become like a a guru of sorts. I mean, I just tooted our horns harder than anyone ever could have. Where I was like, we have a 100% success rate. So. Orange scooted, yeah, for sure. I'm like a fucking snake oil salesman. No, I mean, there's some snake oil here because I was single for my entire life, really. And then this podcast made me actually find someone, you know, worth dating seriously. But I, okay, so just for a quick rundown on our episode, episode, we are going to debunk some rules from the 1990s book, The Rules, with Kenny. Kenny doesn't necessarily know what the rules are yet, so we're just going to spring that on him and then go through some of those rules and debunk the shit out of them. But is, before, is that weird? Should I know what these are? Do people know what these are? No. Okay. okay. I think that people, uh, Kimmy and my age like just remember what they are i think it was a book that was a big thing in the 90s so like like, i was born in 1988 so it was like i i wasn't dating obviously in the 90s but i feel like the effects were still being felt when i was in like high school of the rules quote unquote this book but i think that you maybe we were right on the the lower edge of people who kind of like knew about it yeah i I wouldn't worry that you don't know about it to be honest yeah it's just a bunch of fucked up rules that we're going to read and then debunk. They sound like they're from the 50s, too. We should have read them to you and then asked what, you know, decade did you think <laughs> these rules were from? Because they're it's wild. Like one of the weird books you find on your strange aunt's bookshelf. And you're like, yes. I'm not really sure I should open that one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. This is that one. <laughs> All right. Noted. Gotcha. But before we do the rules, I'm going to read a listener email uh, that highlights a couple little notes we've gotten about, you know where we're at, where Kenny's at after this snake oil podcast has worked, where I'm at, and where Liza's at. Because while Liza met her beau pre-podcast pretend method we created, um, it's the holidays and (laughs) we're not trying to just talk about ourselves. It seems like some of you are curious, like, how the fuck is this going now that you've done this? So I will read this email and maybe we can all give a little update if that's not too annoying. (laughs) (laughs) if you weren't tired of us yet you will be after this podcast so you will stay tuned (laughs) oh will you ever no this is our our, this episode with kenny is our christmas gift to those of you who are celebrating christmas this week yes no matter what christmas kenny's back we have again yes you think christmas and hanukkah overlap a little bit this year hanukkah anything the winter solstice kenny's here for it he's here We're, we're saying happy holidays holidays these days right that's yeah so yeah happy holidays happy holidays sure okay. happy winter solstice happy, that's it's the winter right sol- best it's the best. winter solstice for everyone guys happy winter solstice solstice <laughs> i can't even say it okay so i am kind of diving in mid email but i guess i'd be really curious to hear a brief update on how things are going with date number 13 at least as much as you feel comfortable sharing, of course. I've been following along with the podcast and have embarked on a dating experiment of my own. I'm up to date 29 and soon to be 30 after starting in the beginning of 2019. 
Hearing updates from successful daters who found each other during the course of this quote-unquote experiment would be really motivating. There are so many times where I want to give up completely, although I do take breaks or times when I think, okay, well, this might work for other people, but this just won't work for me. Not sure if that's true, but those thoughts are probably not helpful. Anyway, updates on successful daters would for sure be motivating for anyone who's struggling or maybe even those who have hit the 51 dates and still haven't found what they're looking for. Also, obviously, only if he's willing to share. It would be so fun to hear an update from Kenny on how things are going with his lady. Ex- two exclamation points. Two exclamation points? Two. Damn. And wasn't Damn. there another dater, Katie, that was almost featured, but then she met her boyfriend on date number one? Oh, no, that's not Katie. Sorry. That was Genevieve we called her. It was a fake name. I think her fake name was Genevieve, <laughs> yes. and she met – yeah, she she never even came on the podcast because she met her boyfriend the the <laughs> date the first date she went on to talk about on this podcast. I do think unfortunately it didn't work out between them. So there we go. It's not a hundred percent success rate because she yes. reached out and emailed us and we chatted with her a little bit. Um and that didn't work out, but that's fine. I'm I'm sure she learned some stuff about herself. It is because we actually read that email, I think, on a recent episode because she met someone yeah. new, right? I don't know. Well, I think so. Yeah. It's, you know, it's that magical time of year. We're just going to assume that. Not again. My not memory that you doesn't need someone work. to, you know. But yes. also Katie. But Katie, my cousin, who has been on the pod a couple times talking about dates and has gone on some really strange dates, uh, is so happy with her boyfriend. I had a, a large holiday dinner with them and some other friends last night, and they are adorable and like super, super in love and cute. And it's very nice. They've been to, it's been almost a year. So I'm claiming that one as a success. Check it in the in the W column. Boom. Totally. Yeah. You take credit for that. Oh, yes. I mean, forever. Oh. Yeah. Liza, I also want an update on your relationship. I'm being facetious, but I'm also serious. I mean, you know, you didn't do the 51 dates, but I mentioned. I, I, I'd like to know, you know. Sure. Um, who's, who's going first? <laughs> Fuck. I don't want to. No. I can go first. I'll go first because mine's going to be boring. Um, my relationship's great. It's good. It's the same. It's very happy. And I've had um, I've had about a month of uh, I had about two weeks of super, super extreme anxiety due to some job stuff. You heard me a couple episodes ago with Olivia being really harried one night because I was like freaking out about a job that I felt like was potentially a big opportunity for me. And I was worried I would, you know. Not do not do well at it, yada yada yada. And guess what, Liza got that job. Yeah, yeah, and it's I'm very excited. Uh, but uh, him supporting me through that anxiety was just another moment where I was like, I'm very lucky to have someone who can steer me out of these spirals. And it was uh, just a lovely moment when I was a complete disaster, and he had to put me down to bed at night like a tiny baby. <laughs> every night for like well over a week you had to be like shh, shh, shh. okay okay um so yes uh things are lovely and i'm i'm a very lucky person that's my update was it too cheesy no no, no pressure on any of us to say something really nice and lovely about no no, no oh and then <laughs> also last <laughs> um last night we both fell asleep and we were both farting a lot because we ate such a huge huge holiday dinner and it was disgusting and it was one of those moments where i was like we're too comfortable with each other and this might be wrong (laughs) like it we might have gone too far in terms of just like neither of us making any effort to conceal this it was disgusting and i was getting mad at him for farting out loud and he was like you're farting too 
Google <laughs> farting. So there's there you go. I gave you I gave you a, a rosé and a thorn. A rosé and a thorn of my relationship, all from the month of December. I might argue that that thorn is is a rosé in another sense because I feel like maybe something I've learned in the past two years is like maybe the best relationships you can actually be comfortable talking about farting is one step I feel like I've gotten to, but just farting, farting freely, which I have not gotten there yet, but like. It's happened accidentally, and it was a tough time for me, but it's fine. You know, I just think if I can offer any relationship advice on this relation on this dating podcast, it's that it's a Pandora's box, and I wish I had kept it closed. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll That's, keep holding them in. <laughs> I, this would have been better that way. It's not. It's not going back now. We're not going back to before. <laughs> Because I think that's like the ultimate hurdle. What is like the, what alternative is there to breaking through farting? Is it like <laughs> going to the bathroom with the door open? Like no one actually does that. Like no one. What is like, what is it? I yeah. Think that's it. That's it. And really not trying to conceal it. So like unfortunately even... you've like peaked. Like yeah. your relationship is peaked. Where is it going to go? Truly. And, and there's <laughs> no like, yeah, like I said, we can't take that back now. Cause it's too convenient, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, so keep it, uh, keep it in the box <laughs> forever. Yeah. I guess and shut the bathroom door. I found myself str- struggling with that when I would go pee this summer living with Tony. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I just would leave it open if this is my bedroom. But then it was like, I oh, know you, you should close that. You got to close it. You got to take that extra step not to be lazy because not because of old fashioned rules, just because I don't know. The goal is to feel super comfortable around each other, but also you're right, Liza, that magic. I'm not thinking about yeah. that long-term magic yet. It does demystify Gotta. everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing's magical anymore. <laughs> no, it's just magical in a different way. <laughs> but that's my update. My I rose and thorn. Okay, I could try to do a rose and thorn just to, like because Kenny's the main event, you know. We you know, you're really here to hear about him. His life is going. No, just kidding. Uh, Things with date 13 are great. We met like very early January 2018. So it's like two years almost that we've known each other, which is interesting. I feel very lucky. I just traveled to his family. Uh, They do an early Christmas with his dad and his stepmom. And then we went on our own little trip to Asheville, North Carolina, super cute. I just felt very lucky to be around someone, interestingly, not let's take the peeing and farting out of it, but just like I could be entirely myself around and not be on all the time. I don't know. It just continues to amaze me how much of me he's willing to put up with. And I think, you know, I am almost too much myself sometimes. Like I have, you know, you know what? Just lots of opinions. Um, But I feel very grateful that there's someone in my life who I can be that way around because that's not how it's ever felt before. Um, We had like a little come together of relationships, weirdly enough, like Kimmy and my significant others decided to enter the hurricane that is the Foskett family Thanksgiving. They did. This is a great, you know, rosé for us, thorn for them. Um, Kenny, talk more about that. Because we all came to Thanksgiving together. 
And they were like, yeah, wow, so- the Foskets are bringing people. To- <laughs> we're all Foskets. But Kenny and Kimmy with people? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think it was looked like it was like kind of a totally unexpected, which I don't know whether I take that as a compliment or like a little <laughs> bit of shade thrown by the sure. old Foskets. But like, fortunately enough, we have a nice little small gathering. Our cousins have significant others that they've brought previously. So it was like, all right, we're not like the only people bringing someone else to the party, which was great. I think that definitely helped like ease a little bit of the tension, especially since it's like, I think the demo was more young people than old people. Yeah. Three parents and then eight younger people. Yeah. So like, it was like pretty easy to get in and connect with people. (laughs) (laughs) Super like out of place, but yeah, I applaud both yours and mine for having the courage to really kind of willy-nilly throw themselves into that. Yeah. How we, did you guys feel? Were you nervous going into it? I thought my I thought my significant other was going to crush. She's just super good at connecting with like people, especially people that like she doesn't know very well, much better than me in that facet. Like leaps and bounds better with this like holding conversations and like learning about people and asking like really curious questions, like learn about things. But I didn't really have any reservations. I didn't think anything was going to go wrong. I don't know, Kimmy, if you felt differently. No, I think that sometimes I am more worried that, like, he will be not overwhelmed, but like, what the fuck is this? But then I've spent time with his family and have gotten into, like, heated debates because he has a brother who likes to have opinions and talk and discuss things in a way that's very similar to the Foskets. Like, take a stance, talk about it, even though we're all pretty much in agreement. So I've, like, seen his family do that and been involved in it, quite frankly, um, for better or for worse. Like, just, like, you know, talking about real shit, not in a scary Thanksgiving way, in the more, like, we all want to talk and have opinions. But I think... Yeah, I think he held his own and he was also very prepared to like have opinions about things because I was like, hey, this is this is a Thanksgiving where we like to get into shit. Um, I think it's like one of the unique things about your relationships that I think, <laughs> at least that I observed, is like sometimes you guys do bicker a little bit and it's not in like something that lasts, but it's like you have opinions and like Tony and I think you mesh pretty well because then like I'll kind of bite back and be like, no, I think this way or I think this way. I said a name. I don't know if I was supposed to say that name, so. I know you can. We've said it, but I like huh. also saying date 13. No, no, That's no, uh, we do. I have noticed that. I feel like this is like a new level of being with someone for me that I'm just like, and I probably need to watch myself sometimes because I love throwing opinions. Like, uh, yeah, there's no problem. I love bickering and then just being like, okay, next thing. Like, no, I, but I, I thought... can't hold my opinions inside myself if he's doing something that's pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it makes him well suited to like, get thrown into the the Foskett family Thanksgiving dinner table that usually has an opinion blender. Yeah. 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 That's great. I mean, I feel like that's such a big first step and not first step. It's not like a first step for either of you guys. Obviously they had both met your dad, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, but I feel like it's, yeah. The meeting of families, I always get really nervous (laughs) because I feel like not even for, not even nervous the person I'm bringing won't do well, but that I have a huge, raucous, boisterous family. And I'm like, oh, my God, they are going to run for the door. <laughs> like, they're going to think I'm such a nut. I have, like, 
some really like there are some real big personalities in my family. <laughs> I love them all so much. And it's, you know, that's where I feel comfortable. But yeah, I think it's always, you know, like a, a big moment to mix people and be like, oh, well, I just hope everybody's cool. So it's great that it went well. And, and like, like, go ahead. No, go oh ahead. My God, you guys just said that in some that was Perfect some sibling ass shit. Perfect unison, exact same cadence. I love it. Basically same face. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. it. We're siblings. Cool. Um, <laughs> no, I was just like, if you have a good supportive family, like, what are they going to do? Be like, oh, your girlfriend sucks. Kick her out of the house. Like, next thing you know, she's on the street. And you're like, oh, I have to leave too. Like, no, that never happens. And like, I think that we were fortunate enough to like know what we were getting into. And like, it's very close family for us. So, like, I was never yeah. once nervous, like, oh, these people aren't going to like her, or, oh, these people are going to, like, say something that might upset her. It was more like, I don't know. You live in New York City, you meet a ton of people, people say all different kinds of things. It was, like, just another kind of day in the life, but it's just people you're closer with. Well, that's lucky for you. Yeah, that feels, like, really, I had <laughs> more odds about accident? that. Did I just, like, so, do a family flex? On no, that's <laughs> great. No, no, no. My, my family is truly so, like, uh, genuinely i'm i feel so lucky to have the family i do like my my aunts and uncles and and cousins are all like i'm very close in the group with them but everyone in my family just is like but potentially goes a step too far like i'll tell this story very briefly i think kimmy's heard it before the first that was the second time my mom had met jeff and the first time my dad had met jeff he was coming to our house there was a, a bunch of people family there whatever he he walks in he meets my dad he meets my sister he's not my sister like whatever we're chatting, we're talking about something that some other person in the family, uh, so, something that someone's done in the family. And my mom turns to Jeff. We've been dating for like three months and goes, can you believe you're marrying into a family like this? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just shit like that, that sometimes gets accidentally tossed around my family. And I was like, oh, he's gone. Like he's, yeah. he's never going to call me Not again. <laughs> like he's going to block my fucking phone number. Um, he didn't. He was very cool. And thought it was pretty funny, but talk about a yeah. green flag. That's excellent. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Doesn't shy away from that. But like, also just to the point of the email we read, and like thinking about how things do or do not work out. Doing a bunch of dates, I feel very fortunate that by the thirteenth date, I met someone who you know, almost two years into knowing, I still, I I feel. Like, we are a fit in ways where I can get into this two-year place or bicker or be myself and, like, not be so afraid he's going to run away or that I – I don't know. It's fucked up. But before this relationship, I always just assumed, like, it was supposed to be – you had to, like, be a certain thing. There was, like, totally a Sex in the City episode about this, too. Like, Carrie in front of Big. You know, but I did – I didn't realize I could just be myself at a certain point. Uh, but I'm grateful that I found this kind of comfortable situation so early. But also, like, if you're going on a ton of dates and you're at 51, like, don't – maybe you're just not compromising and that's good. Not saying I compromised or Kenny did. Just, like, it. it's worth it to find the fit where it feels super clear. It doesn't feel like a tricky challenge. Like, don't force something. I've seen – People in the last like 10 years, new decade of from my life kind of force things because of our age and what stage in life we are. Because basically 10 years ago, Liza, we were graduating from undergrad. So mm-hmm. 2010. So it's like full 10 years out. That is fucking terrifying and we are old. But I guess like 
you don't have to keep doing the dates or whatever, but I think the success in like going on a lot of dates, whether it's 13 or 51 plus, and then waiting it out until it feels right is that maybe you can like bicker with your significant other at Thanksgiving and not feel super stressed about it or whatever that is or fart in front of them or (laughs) goals guys goals truly this is aspirational my fucking farting story I'm embarrassed that I'm not I think it's really helpful and hey guys if you're single you must be like oh fuck this all sounds really cheesy and boring and like complicated yep I mean but but take it back down to earth everything like the whole dating process it ends up being like you end up like locking out or like you just end up keep going I felt like my dating process was like I was lucky that I found someone like pretty early on as well that like ended up just like meshing with and like feeling that way but like there's no way of like you can't plan for it and you can't like assume it's gonna happen by 51 and if it doesn't happen by 51 then like you're out of the game and like no I mean like there is a certain like component of luck to it and like you can't like hold yourself over accountable for like what does work and what doesn't work. So I think like, Liza, you could have, you could have had that big fart and you could have been like, Oh no. <laughs> and, like, but, like, part of it is like you lucked into like meeting someone who shares all these, like you have all these commonalities and is willing to tolerate these things. And like, whereas like certain people will like have half of that and not the other half. So like, I think it's like, just like, you got to play the game. And like, sometimes it, the cards go your way and other times they don't but, like, yeah and too much yeah and i feel like what you said is so wise about like you can't really expect it to happen in any kind of time frame we invented the number 51 um and i think obviously some people who have been dating for us have been lucky early on some people it's taken longer like people in the secret facebook group have all kinds of different or all kinds of different like numbers of dates they're on um but i think the one thing that i do feel pretty confident in saying is that like it seems like everyone who we've talked to about dating, everyone who's been on it, from who's dated for us has learned a lot from every part of the dating process. So I think that like, even if this is, these are my holiday words, my, my winter solstice words of encouragement. Like even if it's feeling like uh, things aren't moving forward, like you're growing in ways you don't understand. You don't necessarily like, you can't necessarily see if you're in it. I um, fully as one who was like I think that Liza's correct Liza's always been correct in terms of like being wise about relationships and when I was really early in the 2010s struggling with a bunch of our like actor boys and shit Liza was always wise and seeing and I feel like about your shit but then on my own I was just like why doesn't he love me back about like six different guys in two years but I, it doesn't matter because so. you're talking to you know, anyone who's listening right now on this Christmas Eve and being like, you know what? Also, like a year is a like Kenny, last New Year's we spent you were with me. You were technically single last New Year's, right? Yeah. I met I went on my first date with my girlfriend on the twenty sixth of January. So like There you go. I was, I was dating. Yeah, for sure. It, like just just thinking about that, like going into a new year, new decade. New decade. Like, I didn't know, like, wow, I've been in a relationship or, like, have been dating the same person for a year. That's fucking wild. Like, I didn't expect this. Kimmy, did you also go on date number 13 in January? We have, like, a weird overlap. And my anniversary is in January. (laughs) And so is Katie's. Oh, no, Katie's is in February. 
Okay. Anyway, first quarter, it seems like is good for dating. I don't think this is magical. I think it's a good time to date in the first quarter. New first quarter, first quarter. It's, it's We're going to hawk you that. We're going to sell you a class that's like first quarter dating. Just kidding. First, think I don't even know. When is the first quarter end? March 15th? The new year, people coming up and like, hey, yeah. I'm, road, I'm going on dates. Just hung out with my family. Don't want to do that anymore. Like, yeah. Well, I think in, especially in New York, there's like no one, everyone's so busy in December that like, very few people are dating. Then January comes around and you don't really want to do like too much out in the world. Like I feel like dating is like a good, like it's too cold and dark and whatever. So I feel like going out for a drink with someone is like, like I never want to do too much more than that in January, you know? Yeah. And there's a weird, I don't Yeah. I went, my first date was in a snowstorm too. Like there's something cozy and makes you want to drink a little bit longer to warm up. Even, and even if you don't drink, you like might stay a little longer to, I don't know. There's something as much as it's January is a tough time for dating and New Year's fucking sucks. And you know, I think there is like some energy, some weird new year, new me energy. Oh, except for January, it's dry January. Which oh, fuck that. No, we've had, we've had this conversation before. Yeah. That's lame. I don't lame. believe it. Well, there's probably some exceptions, but generally. Yeah, no. we're anti. I'm pro wet February, though. If you all don't remember this, someone at this the grad program I'm at last year started wet February on a Slack channel. Yes, I know this sounds really silly, but I thought it was hilarious. Where every day, if you were part of wet Feb, you took a sip and you posted your picture having a sip of a drink every day of February. I didn't make it, but like I probably didn't just didn't post every day. No, I know. I know. We talk about drinking too much, but it was very funny. I think we're, I think we're sober shaming. We are. <laughs> you, you know what? I feel like like 30% of my friends are doing Whole30 in January, and I'm going to be the only person eating French fries and drinking what alcohol and blah, blah, blah. Be I So if I'm sober shaming, it's because I'm feeling bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> About where it's I'm our problem. It's, physically it's not your problem. It's our problem. Yes. <laughs> correct. Time. Um, all right, guys, should we take a quick, quick break and then we'll debunk the rules? Yeah. Okay. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, now we are back to tell Kenny what the rules, the the book, I almost said the novel, but I don't think that's right, um, is, and to debunk the shit out of some of these rules. I don't know. Hopefully this is entertaining during this like week off from work if you want to just have some ammo to go into 2019 with. Like, just think Guys. how far we've come from the 90s. Okay, Liza, Truly. tell us about the rules. 
Okay, the rules. I, I, I First, I would recommend you all go to the Wikipedia page of the rules. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, Kimmy, we need to Photoshop this cover to make it like 2019. Oh, so okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cover looks like a wedding invitation. It has curly ribbons, roses, and an engagement ring on it. And the t- the name of the book is The Rules: Time-Tested Secrets Secrets for Capturing the Heart of Mr. Right. It came out in 1995 and this is like the logline of the book, ready? Uh whatever, no. This is the Wikipedia you know, paragraph about the book. The book suggests rules that a woman should follow in order to attract and marry the man of her dreams. These rules include that a woman should be, quote, easy to be with, but hard to get. The underlying philosophy of the rules is that women should not aggressively pursue men, but rather ought to get the men to pursue them. A woman who follows the rules is called a rules girl. <laughs> How did I not know about the rules okay. girl? I didn't Kill realize to draw me. from the perspective of a woman. So this is going to be interesting well, but a rules girl well why? insane you know there's been some controversy calling this anti-men but also anti-feminist so we've got to see kenny oh. you're a man tell us if these rules are true also before we get into it i must i must note the publication date 2 14 1995 that is february 1495 oh that my 95 God. is too late for this book to be out first of all but second of all valentine's day Ooh, looking at the cover of this book is how I see those people like who rush into getting married or who just like get married to someone they know they hate. Now I understand it because this book was published and out in, you know, fucking not that long ago, 25 years ago. The same, the same age as All I Want for Christmas is You. That song was coming out when this book yeah. was coming out. Fuck that. I-, I feel like it so immediately harkens back to like the first season of Sex and the City where all they're talking about all the time is like ah, husbands you know and it's like it, everything is like husband centric like it's not like i mean whatever miranda's a little different some people are a little bit different but like it, but, it's very yes because when they're different they're so different <laughs> miranda yes. has like a weird speech when she slaps yeah and she yells at carrie and she like hits her i don't know okay 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 oh uh, yeah yeah the city a good show yes but it was are we sure about that yeah <laughs> It was of this era. So books are yeah. like it was of this era. So it was actually breaking the mold. It's it's not okay. I, there are plenty of vulture Jezebel pieces about this that you know okay. we can all read, but Pop Vulture whiff on Kenny's part. Got it was it. it was still good. No, I get it, I get it. It was groundbreaking for its time, which is sad. Simply sad. Also, I think it was funny. Some some of the stuff is not doesn't hold up today, but I think the characters I cared about and the show is funny even though it's not necessarily, like, 2019. Yeah. But whatever. Guys, I saw Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick in the West Village, like, a week ago. Oh, fuck. That is... It was it was magical. It was like a mirage. She was wearing four-inch heels and leather, like, tiny leather pants. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my... My eyes went round. It was amazing. She looked great. Good for her. What a fucking anyway. New York sighting. Liza, that, I, I saw him one time, but um, he was uh, with Victor Garber. She was wa- so, oh, like, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, she was wobbling a little. She's on the cobblestones in the West Village in her four-inch heels. And I was like, this is a moment. Yeah, it was one of, one of my better sightings. It's also okay. like the reason Manhattan rents are so high, I feel like, that show. Like, so many people were inspired by that show to move to New York City. I I know, I know could – I don't have the data on that, but I could find it. Like, there is no way that didn't impact the amount of young people moving yeah. to New York thinking they could write and make money. Yeah, totally. Like, but you know who wrote and made money? Is who wrote this? 
<laughs> Ellen These Fine two, two and Sherry Snyder. Nailed it. All right, let's do that. You want to read the first one, Kimmy? Yeah, but one more thing. Because we, we went through some of these very briefly. Um, uh, 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 okay. So can we just get around maybe some of the controversies here? There was much discussion upon its release. Uh, some audiences considered, considered it useful. Others felt it was outdated, anti-feminist, anti-men. Because uh, of like playing games with men. Oh, God, I can't even. <laughs> Psychology lecturer and therapist Meg John Barker claims that the emergence of seduction communities, that's another episode, happened almost as a direct response to this hard-to-get femininity. Interesting. However, others noted fine. So one of the authors was an accountant and the other was a freelance journalist without professional qualification in the subject matter. Fine married and divorced and has recently remarried. See, but that's a good thing. Schneider has been married for over 21 years. Okay, all right. On the Today Show, they admitted they weren't professionals. So just, uh, we can't be too hard on them. They were just like making some money. Okay. Let's start, sure. Liza. Go for it, number one. You can okay. cut that out. That didn't seem necessary, but it felt intriguing. I needed no, to. No, 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 no. I understand. I, I think it was important. Um. Okay, number one. Be a, quote, creature like any other. Unlike, Unlike any <laughs> other. Oh, my God. I fucked it up so early. Okay, here we go. Number one. Be a, quote creature unlike any other okay kenny what does that mean to you fundamentally confused don't understand being a creature (laughs) what what, what would a woman have to do for you to think oh she's a creature unlike any other like crawl on all fours like i don't (laughs) get it like it's like doesn't make sense like first of all the word creature is a bizarre choice of vocabulary like that's kind of just like what are you talking what are you getting at miss like I just think it's a poor choice of words. And then at the end of the day, like, I mean, just like, sure. Like, be unique, be yourself. But like, what is, don't like, at the end of the day, like, if you're trying to do that, like, just, if you end up being fake, then what's the fucking point? Like, it doesn't work. So like, I'm confused. Okay, full disclosure, we have not read this book and do not have it in front of us. This is brought to you by Wikipedia. So we cannot delve further into what a creature unlike any other means. (laughs) I, I don't think it's the 2019 be yourself, be unique, though that is the version we should go with. I have a feeling it is like Betty Draper on Mad Men. That's what I'm like, just, okay. you know, I'm just, I'm literally making shit up take of this is that could this mean like i feel like this almost is like manic pixie dream girl-esque yes it's like another great amazing example. like be a magical like wonder princess which like sure but also i feel like i don't disagree with this and that be a creature unlike any other but are you ready for me to get su- super fucking cheesy after school special like i think like everybody already is right isn't that the whole thing is that we're all unique and like by being yourself like that like you are a creature unlike any other just by being yourself and like doing it as much as you can and like going to therapy to feel okay about what it is unless you're a twin just kidding just kidding lol love the twins (laughs) then you're a fucking uh fake creature like no Um, i think but you're right liza i like it like i feel like this is like change yourself so that you become a creature unlike any other and I think today it's more like, oh, no, you just are that. Yeah. <laughs> so find someone who likes it. <laughs> I honestly just did do – I've talked about it a couple times, but I was doing so much Gen Z research for a project I was working on that 
I they really want to be they are like really into being unique individuals I know I'm generalizing we have a lot of Gen Z's in the audience tell me if this is true but they also like care about what other people think of them so like unique individual these are things Liza I think you boiled it down like we just already are all are that it's about how okay with yourself as you are are you okay let's go to the next role because that one's confusing do it two don't talk to a man first and don't ask him to dance. The second half is in parentheses. <laughs> Kenny, your take first. Go, man, go. Uh, dated. Doesn't make sense. And, like, what if he's a super good dancer? Wouldn't you want to see that? I'm a little bit, like, that's oddly specific. And so I'd, <laughs> I would say false. <laughs> is the 2019 version, like, don't ask him out on a dating app? No, there's no version of this. Don't talk to oh, no, a man I don't, I'm not first. agreeing with it. No, 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 no. Sorry. I didn't mean that to be as salty as it sounded. I, I, don't talk to a man first. That's some weird, creepy Handmaid's Tale bullshit. It, like, if you like someone, talk to them. Yeah, I wish I was better at talking to men first in person. Or wish I had been in my past. Like, men want to be talked to as well at bars. You don't have to hit on them. You can just talk to them. You can talk to the man who serves you <laughs> your coffee. Like, this is a wild rule. I'm imagining a woman going up to, like, order a coffee, but, like, she can't say anything until they ask specifically for the order. Otherwise, it's, like, completely breaking the rules. I'm like, I can't talk to this man. He hasn't asked me specifically for Just, like, <laughs> smiling at them creepily until they ask you if you want anything. Liza, I feel Guys, like we tried to pitch a sketch based on this, like, a long yes. time ago. And, like, well, I feel like... This was should we should we make a video where we try to live by the rules for one day and just <laughs> see how it goes? Yeah, I mean, I'm into it. That's the documentary I want to watch on YouTube. So, oh my god! All right, here's number three: don't stare at men or talk too much. See, <laughs> like two different things: eyes and mouth, like different senses. Yeah. Well, really I'm pretty- out, you guys. I'm a mouthy bitch. I. I've been talking on the internet for 41 minutes already today. Uh, also, don't kind st- of agree with the first half. I think staring can be very strange. Second part, like, again, to your point, yes. What does it have to do with the first half? Kind of into when people talk more than me, personally. Makes my life a little bit easier. Makes the holding the conversation easier for me, who someone's, like, a little bit more introverted. It's like, now I can interject where I see, like, I can add, like add something interesting rather than feeling like I'm carrying the entire weight of the conversation. I'm into it. So I disagree with this back half. That was a great debunking. Yeah, I guess don't stare at anyone, though I ha- <laughs> I must admit, when I see something interesting happening with strangers around me, I do tend to stare and I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Not really. I'm, I, yeah, I'm but I feel like if I see someone I think is attractive, like on the street or at a bar, like I, I try not to stare at them. I mean, I guess that's kind of common courtesy to not stare at anyone that's creepy okay we agree with one half of one of the rules guys well i feel like this is going to get counterintuitive because i feel like some of this book seeped its way into what we learned like to play hard to get but like don't stare at men i guess that is don't uh, i don't know i'm confused does anyone do that yeah does anyone do that is maybe better okay my thing with talk too much okay there is a tiny part of that that i agree with which is that like of course men and women like if you're on a date you shouldn't you shouldn't monopolize the conversation. You should mm-hmm. ask questions and give them an op- them, them an opportunity to talk. 
Yeah, but I, I, like I don't that think being, that's the spirit of this. We're being, you know, very <laughs> diplomatic about this. We're we're seeing both yeah. sides, but we're also disagreeing. Okay, number four: don't meet him halfway or go Dutch on a date. What does going Dutch mean? I don't know because I, I know. I'm gonna Google it. It yeah. sounds weird. Go Dutch. Go Dutch. Is that like it's ghost? Like splitting it. Oh, it's splitting it. Or is it? Yeah. Am I wrong? It, a term that indicates each person participa- participating in a paid activity covers their own expenses rather than any one person in the group defraying costs for the entire group. I but Okay, so don't meet him halfway or go Dutch on a date. So the meet him halfway has to do with like the distance from your house to the bar? <laughs> if, it's not about splitting the check if go Dutch means splitting. It's too specific. Or does it just mean compromise generally? Like, I don't this know. Is un- this is unhealthy advice. I d- disagree. Okay. Yeah, hard disagree. Hard well, the next disagree. one's wild, and I know we've mentioned it before. Liza, go for it. Okay, don't call him and rarely return his calls. Infuriating. But we're weirdly <laughs> relatable. This is the one I feel like was most ingrained in me, though yeah. I never read this book, and it was more like, don't wait till he IMs you first, texts you first, whatever era yes. it was of my, like, don't, like, we still get emails about this, and I still become, you know, Shannon, whoever wrote this book, for, like, a moment where I'm like, Oh yeah, like he should be texting me first. And I don't know how we Kenny debunk it. Yeah, what am I doing? Don't uh, call him and rarely return his calls. You you know better than we do. Uh yeah, I mean, I think fundamentally it comes back to like what's the point? Um with a lot like I think I would say the same thing about a lot of these. Like <laughs> I think it, it just comes down to like if you want to talk to somebody, just fucking talk to them. Like I don't know if I worry about it, who, who contacts who first? And like, what if I like called you and was like, just trying to get in touch with you because you left your card at the bar, but then like, maybe I was bad at communicating and you never called me back. Like, Well, a rules girl would never have left her card at the bar, Kenny, because she would not be going Dutch on a date. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I think it's stupid. I, I say stupid. The next one is always end phone calls first. So I just feel like we can kind of group that right in there. Like, yeah, but it's funny because it's true. This, this stuff did ingrain. I, I, for when I was single and out there and dating and newly dating and whatever, uh, I would be very reluctant to call someone or text them first. This really like embedded in my head and I wish mm-hmm. it hadn't. Yeah. Like, no. Okay. Number seven. Um, don't accept a Saturday night date after Wednesday. <laughs> what? Okay, Logistical do you think nightmare. there is a real question I want to ask you both here, though? Do you think if you went out on a Wednesday, do you think like not don't ever, but do you think there's something weird if someone asks you out again within the same like five day span, including Saturday? Do you think it's I don't know. I think it depends on who you are as a person, which is yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever said. Because, um, like, <laughs> if you're just going with the flow and willing to be, like, flexible and, like, are, like, less concerned about, like, the the outcome or the perception, then, like, I see no issue. If you had a really good first time, like, like, fuck it, I'm around, you're around. Like, we're both not doing anything, and we both just talked about something we wanted to do. Like, why wouldn't we do it? Well, I'm wondering if this rule is don't accept a Saturday night date after Wednesday. Oh, That's you're not, right. I think it's a scheduling thing. Like, I think really- it means like <laughs> if they call you on Thursday, 
<laughs> you can't. You're, you have plans on Saturday, even oh, if yep. you're lying. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Christ. This is the, like, is it the 1950s? I thought after a Wednesday date. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, don't accept a date unless they call your house line and talk to your parents first. Yeah. If your dad has to give you permission. <laughs> I weirdly, because and... my thing is like, I weirdly had another archaic belief that I shouldn't say yes to like Saturday night dates because it was like weird. I had a friend of mine, same age, be like, Oh, if someone's asking you out for a Saturday night, like that became uncool. Like they're too available. Where are their friends? Like when we were young in the city, it, like, ooh, like okay, I, I don't agree with any iterations of rule number seven. How about that? Okay, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something crazy. Uh oh. There's a part of me that a little agrees with this. With what? Not, okay, I don't agree with it. I do think. <laughs> There is something to like. I I think there is a little bit of a phenomenon of like fuck boys always just trying to hang out with you like day of. Oh yeah, you're and right. I I think there is a little something to like making it known to someone that your time is valuable, and in that case, in in that scenario, in that scenario only being a little bit unavailable to them, like not being like not responding to the you up text again. This is the most extreme version of this. If it's like a nice person who's calling you and it's like, hey, on a on a Friday and it's like, hey, I'd love to take you out to dinner tomorrow night if you're free. Fuck yeah, that's nice. But if it's like Saturday, 7 p.m. and someone's like, hey, like, what are you doing right now? Like, I, I don't know. Okay, maybe it's Unless don't it's someone you already know is a good person. Don't accept a Saturday night date after 10 p.m. on Saturday. Nine. <laughs> like, I, I feel like that's exactly. more appropriate than Wednesday. Yes. You know like, what? Yes. Like, what if it's Thursday morning? Like, that gives you plenty of time. Like, yes. the Wednesday, just, like, weirdly specific and, like, doesn't yes. anything. Middle of and the week. And if it's a date. If someone's like, I'd like to take you out on a thing, on a date. <laughs> like, fucking just say yes. That's nice. Yeah. I um, may agree with the next rule. Okay. Fill up your time before the date. Okay, tell us more. I agree with it. I, I know what they're getting at, and I don't agree with it in the way that they're, like, being a little bit – all of these rules are telling women what to do, so it all feels gross and patriarchal, even though two women wrote this book. But I do think I had a lot of pre-date anxiety no matter how many dates I went on. It definitely got better, but, like, it was better if I wasn't uh, – especially, like, those early dates, like, thinking about it, getting ready for too long, that I just, like, fucking – like having something to do whether it's work and just trying to treat the whole thing like I'm just going to the date because it works out for both of us like I I don't know like filling up your time I agree with it too I think it also probably like all right I'm going into a date I've either done nothing and been a hungover piece of shit in my apartment this is an example and like have done nothing and then like rolled out of bed and went on this date or like I had a productive day where I like did a bunch of stuff that like I could speak to and like don't seem like a lazy piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's something to be said for like, yeah. I did a bunch of stuff today. Like I can talk about it. Like maybe that makes it like more opportunities to connect with whoever's on the other side of the table. Totally. I feel like it's kind of like that old rule about a job interview where like, don't let a job interview be the first conversation you have in a day. Like if you have a morning job interview, have you guys ever heard this in, in like, you know, job prep stuff? Like if you have a 9 a.m. phone interview, they're like, call your call oh, yeah. your friend, you call work. your dad. Like, Just talk to have a conversation with someone before that. So mm-hmm. you're like not. I feel like it's a similar thing. Like if you have like enter like low energy from like a, a day where you've been like in bed watching, binge watching TV, like that's 
I'm usually not like my best self after that. Yeah, which is why I know that, you know, Olivia, our current dater, loves a morning date, but she's a morning person. I am not. And that yeah. would be me never being any kind of version of a person you'd want to <laughs> hang out with. Oh my God. Guys, did we just find a rule that we all yeah, actually kind I don't of agree like with? It. I feel slimy. I feel kind of gross. Fill <laughs> <laughs> up your time you know? before the date, ladies, men, non binary everyone should. This is a general rule. Then it feels more appropriate. We gotta give. We gotta take some stands because if we're too like, oh, no, do it how you want to. Then people people are like, I want one piece of advice. Fill up your time before a date. No, I like this one. If you get anxious before a date, yeah. All right, nine and ten, Liza. How do we handle these? Why don't you read them? I think we have to skip these. Agreed, because these are like (laughs) specific to chapters in the book that again we have not read. So. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to go to the next concrete one, which is always end the date first. But just for listeners who are curious, because if I was listening, I'd be like, I can't see it. It just says how to act on dates one, two, and three. That's one chapter. Next chapter, how to act on dates four through commitment time. Commitment has a capital C, <laughs> as does time. Okay. I don't. I know I disagree with that chunking of the dating anyway. So, yeah. Sorry correct. to interrupt. Um, okay, no. But the next one is always end the date first. I mean... I never have I ended the date so. first because I love hanging out and having drinks at bars. Like, I not that I go for four drinks, but I'm just like, eh, okay. Even if I'm not having a great time. That's just a me thing. I think there's perfectly acceptable situations to end the date first. So, like, I don't know. I see both sides of the coin. I feel like it's usually a mutual kind of thing. Like, I feel like it's like, oh, are we doing another one? Like, what's your thought? I don't know. I feel like it's usually a conversation. That's all kind of fake. I feel like it's like someone wants to leave and they're like being nice and like, oh, do you want another one? Or like someone's like, yeah, unsure. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's all like cut facade versus like someone being like, oh, I want to leave or like, I want to stay. Like, that's just like that weird, like crossroads you have to go through to figure out whether or not you're having fun and like want to keep hanging out. Yeah. That's true. I think don't worry about who ends the date. Yes. Better. Correct. Grant. I think end uh, the date if you want to leave and stay on the date if you want to stay. Perfect. That is 2019. Knowledge. Boom. All right. Stop dating him if he doesn't buy you a romantic gift for your birthday or Valentine's Day. Whoa. Shots I think fired. like, uh, so something I learned about love languages Oh love yeah, language. we've talked. Yes. Yes. What if you're not Welcome a gift person? Podcast. What if gifts are not your love language? Maybe this doesn't apply to you. Like, I don't know. I think there's like situations for gifts and, and situations where gifts are less applicable. I like to like characterize whether you enjoy someone or not based on the fact that they either did or did not get you gifts on two specific dates is wild. Also, romantic gift. That fuck? that oh. word trips me up. Like, I would not want to receive like a box of like chocolates or flowers or lingerie or like anything romantic for that's just not I wouldn't enjoy it I I completely like, missed uh, the part I don't like that yeah like I'd love a puzzle um <laughs> I like books I don't like it like I feel like I, it, something in the spirit of this I understand which is that like on your birthday someone should do something that makes you feel special. Mm-hmm. Whether that's like taking you to a concert or out to a nice dinner or like just treating you to something that is special to you or buying you a non-romantic gift, but that is something that like you really like or you really want or is really thoughtful and like 
applicable to you. Like, I do believe you should stop dating someone who does not take care of you on your birthday and make you feel like a special princess. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah. That's because that's a big red flag unless that person is really bad at birthdays. But like, what does that even mean? That means they're an inconsiderate person. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be hard. I mean, like, I think that someone can literally be like, what do you want for your birthday? Like, what will make your birthday special? What do you want to do? Like, I don't think it has to be about the brilliance of the idea. I think it has to be about, like, the effort. <laughs> yeah, some I, people I, just like, aren't great gift givers. What a gift could be. I just, like, went straight to, like, material item versus, like, you made a lot of great points about, like, no, like, going out to a super nice dinner is a gift. Going out to a normal concert's a gift. Like, hanging out all day is, like, also weirdly, like, potentially like a gift of your time and like there's other ways to think about it but just thinking like oh yeah jewelry or like flowers or chocolates like you said like that doesn't resonate with everyone and like this weird romantic qualifier before the gift is a little weird and yeah uncomfortable because like part of me it's also just like the i don't know it's just a little weird and valentine's day there's I don't need a gift. I don't want a gift on Valentine's Day because I don't want to have to get you a gift on Valentine's Day. Like, <laughs> let's go to a nice dinner or just hang out. Or just like, boycott it because all the years I, you know, Valentine's Day was fucking annoying as hell for me. Yeah, I don't. I hate Valentine's Day. Yeah. We've done, like, a movie on Valentine's Day. It's so, like, non-romantic. But just, like, we've done that a couple years where it's just, like, oh, this is just a, this is a chance for us to go on, like, a weeknight date that's nice. Like, we'll have, like a yummy but not fancy dinner and go to the movies. My first like, Valentine's Day with – I wasn't officially dating him because I was doing the podcast, but I hung out in 2018 with Day 13 on Valentine's Day. We went to see Phantom Thread. <laughs> so interesting Valentine's choice if you've seen funny. it. No spoilers, but like a little bit of a dysfunctional relationship. But it was it was great. It's like what I'd want to do anyway. Yeah, it's a chance to hang out, and I think it doesn't have to be – yeah. Um, all right. The next one is don't see him more than once or twice a week. Early dating. Kenny, what are what's your take on this? Like, be really honest. Would it turn you off if super early someone was like willing to hang out with you a second time in that week? Uh, I mean, gut reaction would be I kind of want to say no. Mm -hmm. But I also like think it's very situational. I don't think it's like a make or break like black and white. Mm -hmm. I think it very much so just like depends on how your first date goes. And then this is like all about thinking like first second because I think it probably varies like what you're at like once you've like hung out a couple times I think it becomes even like more gray. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't write it off immediately. No, I don't know. I don't have a gut like strong gut reaction against it. What is? I mean, what is your take? Do you disagree? I don't know, but I know that's one that's been ingrained in me. Like, don't see him more than once or twice a week. I also hard to get thing that both sides of the equation play that I think is made up. Yeah. And everybody makes it up in their own head because, like, if you want to hang out with someone, just fucking hang out with them. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, there's part of this that I agree with it, it, a little bit in that, like, look, if you meet someone and you, like, are like, oh, my God, I'm in love, magic, fireworks, which happens occasionally. It doesn't happen that often. Or and I don't think it has to happen. Yeah. And I don't think it has to, like, I don't think that happening is always the sign of, like, a really amazing relationship to come like you don't fucking know but i don't necessarily know that i'd want to see someone more than like twice a week in early dating oh more than twice a week like is weird i'm gonna set the ceiling at two times like yeah yeah like any more than that it becomes like way you're you're like mixing normal life with dating life and it's 
becoming a little bit too personal too quickly. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on it. I don't know. I feel like it's really easy to start to see problems like with the other person that might not be real things. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot. I think you have to kind of, I'm a toe dipper in life, but I, I think it's like a toe bit dipping situation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Not in a weird sex way. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Wow, I wasn't thinking that, but now I am. Thank you very much. Oh, it's been a long week, guys. Okay. Um, the next one. No more than casual kissing on the first date. Well, I feel like this I is... Kenny, go. go no, you're the man. You're the man. I think I've, I've communicated this that I rarely ever tried to kiss people on first dates because I think it's just awkward. It's more awkward more frequently than it is like boom, fireworks. Like it's just usually like somebody doesn't want to or someone feels slightly uncomfortable and like i think it's best to avoid on like the first date so i like i don't know i don't have a strong reaction here i think the problem again with this rule is that it's directed as at women and i think specifically because the next rule is don't rush into sex and other rules italicized for intimacy i don't even want to know what that chapter says um (laughs) dark but i think it's more like slow down honey and we have countless stories you all do actually everyone has friends who got into relationships that worked out off of like very weird early hookups or one night stands even it's like I don't think I think it's like what you like like I I don't want to I don't like germs so and I was dating to like find someone or just date till I we had a podcast audience and I moved to LA no but I think (laughs) yeah I don't know just do what you like whatever you like with that level of stranger well, also, like, lots of people date because they want to go out and have sex. Exactly. Like, that's a, a big part of dating for people. So, like, if that's what you enjoy about dating, then go f- fucking do it safely and responsibly. It, like, yeah, it, it feels, yeah, this is a thing that feels incredibly backwards. It's just, like, do what feels right. Do what you want to do. Do what is makes it fun for you. I don't know. 16 and 17, also dark. Don't tell him what to do. I'm grouping them because they're the same thing. And let him take the lead. So I can... These all feel weirdly sexual. Like, even if you go back up to the top of the list. I feel oh. like this is strange. Don't open up to... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a good point. But I think that, like, sexual relationships in the way you know movies have portrayed them or we saw romantic or sexual relationships on screen growing up like I'll follow a lot of these rules sadly like I don't know don't tell him what to do I I, I know I'm an idiot sometimes so sometimes I like a good telling what to do because I'm probably like I'm pretty open-minded like sometimes like I might just like I don't know I feel like I'm against that one for sure 16 I think that's like that shouldn't be a thing. I tell and everyone what to do all the time. It's a problem. If I couldn't <laughs> tell anyone, specifically the man I'm dating, what to do, I c- couldn't date anyone ever. So <laughs> I think it should be an equal amount of telling each other what to do. Yeah. In an ideal world, right? Like I- I'm telling you, and-, and I don't mean bossing someone around. It's like, oh, I do. No, I-, I mean, well, I boss him. But <laughs> everyone bosses people. Like that's a part of it. But you know what I mean? Like it's. Mm-hmm. yeah um okay so 
do, do we i feel like we may need to do some of these in chunks because there's a bunch more should we just like Shh. rail oh. through the next like don't i actually agree with the next one don't expect a man to change or try to change him but we've all heard that a million times should we just do like should we just read off the next like 10 just... yeah i'll yeah i'll read uh i'll read the next 10 and like how about you guys each get one buzz in at the most egregious thing you hear. Okay. Buzz okay. and stop me. Okay, ready? Uh, don't open up too fast. Be honest but mysterious. Accentuate the positive and other rules for personal ads. Buzz. Don't, don't understand. <laughs> that, is that like, here's your bio rules? I'm not uh-huh. like, that's not the most egregious. Like, I might have to buzz back in. But is that like the equivalent of what your dating profile should look like? I think so. Accentuate the positive. Okay. Which, yeah. I mean, I don't know. In a dating app, it's not like you're going to put up pictures of you in your sweatpants eating eating uh, pizza in bed and be like, I cry for no reason sometimes. You know, I don't know. That seems fair. Accentuate the positive. Kimmy, so you're. Uh, we'll take that buzz back for you. That, that was buzz a clarification buzz. buzz. Okay, ready? Ready? Uh, don't live with a man or leave things in his apartment. Buzz, 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 buzz. <laughs> like, I was waiting for it. Please live with someone before you, I don't know, like marry them. I, that People are going to at me for that. But leave things in his apartment. Like you don't have to pull a slowly leaving a tampon in your, but like just fucking leave some shit there or talk about it. It's so, that part, no, no, no. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. just a matter of goddamn convenience sometimes. Toothbrushes are disgusting to carry around. Yeah, okay. you don't want to share those. So All right. So we n- now where we stand, Kenny still has his buzz. Kimmy does not have hers. Okay. Um, don't date a married man. Well, uh, <laughs> ed- editor's note, yeah, fucking duh. Uh, slow, <laughs> slowly involve him in your family and other rules for women with children. Practice, 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 or getting good at the rules. Even if you're engaged or married, you still need the rules. I want to buzz into that one. Yeah, I don't really thank you. Understand that one? That's this... fucking strange. Like you're engaged what? or married, but then you're like still referring back to the no more casual kissing on the first day. Like, <laughs> what are you thinking? About? Like, <laughs> I think you're like at a loss for how to really just like be a human at that point in time. <laughs> That's insane. I mean, I feel like whatever. We'll do a wrap up at the end of this a brief wrap up of like our feels about the rules but that's going to be the one that i'm going to need to talk to all right i'm going to keep on reading i'm going to give myself a buzz which i will use on myself okay uh do the rules even when your friends and parents think it's nuts is be smart this a multi-level marketing scheme i'm sorry dude okay no i'm i'm jumping ahead because rule number 31 is don't discuss the rules with your therapist well fuck it is that's an MLM. Insane. No, it's not. But whoa. Well, the thing that's crazy is like, don't talk to people about this. Don't tell your therapist about it. This is what cults do. It's mm-hmm. like no one's going to understand. You know what this is? This is what abusive relationships are like. Don't talk to other people about it. They're not going to understand it. Yeah, that is. Ooh, that's real dark. That really invalidates this list. Not that we were. You're you down the wrong rabbit hole. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so. Oh, Okay. So the rest of the rules, I think, are are similar to earlier chapters where it's like kind of weirdly specific. I'll read them real quick and then we can do a wrap up. But it's um, uh, be smart and other rules for dating in high school. Take care of yourself and other rules for dating in college. Take care of yourself. I can get behind. Next and other rules for dealing with rejection. 
don't discuss the rules with your therapist. Don't break the rules. Do the rules and you'll live happily ever after! Exclamation point. All right. So I want to talk to the 33 through 33 and 35 are honestly terrifying. Like, yes. I would love to know what's written in these chapters. Okay. Number 33 is do the rules and you'll live happily ever after. 35 is be easy to live with. I think the most terrifying one, and this is going to play into my wrap up takeaways, is 34, which is. Love only those who love you. Oh, see, I was going to say that I agreed with that. So let's I agree with that too. But, okay, here is my big fucking grade A cut of beef with all of this. All of this shit, I think, is about subtly changing yourself and adapting your behavior and watching yourself and, like, and just tweaking the dials on yourself constantly to be correct and then these fucking people who wrote it have the uh, audacity to put love only those who love you. Well, you're not being yourself. Like, I get it. You win. You're right. This is insane. I mean, of course, love only those who love you. But it's like, this isn't you. You isn't someone who, you know, don't tell him what to do. Like, that's nuts. That's nuts. How... Was this allowed? And I don't know if I believe in free speech anymore. And I no, I'm feel just like kidding. there's like some prioritization <laughs> okay. here. Love only those who love you is 34. And then 35, the final rule is be easy to live with, which cements your point, drives it right home. <laughs> like they don't actually mean love only the people who actually love and care about you. It's just make it easy. My, my wrap up is this unfortunately we're making fun of these we're saying these things we've said that some of them relate to us but i think overwhelmingly especially for straight women dating a lot of this has been ingrained i've seen friends like be easy to live with or make compromise like i don't it's dark it's dark like don't do that don't it's not worth it yeah yeah you could be in a relationship already if you want to be easy to live with i don't even know if that's true however don't do it because Well, this is the thing. And this is why I always, I said it earlier this episode. I was like, when we were talking about our relations, I was like, the goal is not necessarily to be in a relationship. And obviously, like, look, for me, I've lived with my boyfriend for three years, been together for six years. Obviously, my goal is not marriage. And the thing that I think is so twisted and weird about this is that the goal above, like, the importance of this above everything else is getting married. And I think that's a thing that persists, is that some women are still like, gotta get my ring no and I, even if I don't they're not that like gotta get my ring in that kind. like yes that's true but also like you could and it, that's the thing it's society like you could be the smartest most successful in other ways woman and you still might have this pressure because it's like been equated with success even yeah. if you like deep down ugh, feel less upset like the ring is just something through family members through i don't know i've seen it i feel like i've seen this happen where people who I don't think truly care about the ring, including myself. I think, you know, there was a time, like, in my 20s, I was so afraid of being single because there was a part of me that didn't ever care about marriage or a ring, but was like, what does that mean about me and how I can succeed? And also, like, I'm not anti-marriage. I'll get married at some point. I I think it's a beautiful thing. I really do. I think it's, like, a beautiful, special thing to do and to commit to it, truly. It's just, like, the goaliness of it. The idea that, like, okay, work hard, work smart, you'll get married. It's, like, this is why, like, truly, I know dating is garbage. I know the apps can be tough. But, like, we are very lucky to be where we are today, I think. All in. 
I'll take all the fuck boys in the world over this shit. Yeah. There's like a really weird link to a New York Times article about like Ellen Fine's eventual marriage to her husband. And I mean, at the bottom of the wiki page, would encourage you to cruise through it. I feel like she's kind of just like a very strange, like there's like some comments somewhere this where I'm like, this doesn't really like make sense. And like, they just have these very strong opinions that they've like believed forever. And like, I don't know, it's very weird. It feels like if the patriarchy was a cult, they like hired her and made her, put her up to this, put these women up to this, make a book. Like, because you know what else I'm thinking? Looking through these rules, just, you know, men do all of this, even mo- in modern days on oh, dating apps. Sure. Like, like they do a lot of these things that women are being told not to do. Don't stare at men or talk too much. Men stare mm. at women and talk too much all the time. Women sure do the same. Like, don't call him yeah. like men never call her like <laughs> yeah it just it's very interesting how these are it's don't tell him opposite. what to do let him take the lead like that's their, yeah their, their i, I their couldn't have added woman at the end of mine but i wanted to just like clarify between like her and the husband but like she says these like ridiculous things it's like i'm reading this blurb from this article and it's like after that i guess after she met this guy they only saw each other right re- they saw each other regularly but only when their two children were with her ex-husband and then print like in quotes I don't think it's good for them to watch their mother date. Your mom is supposed to make dinners and be around. Like, this is just, like, bizarre. Wow. Even more patriarchy problems. Like, what? And I'm it's sorry. Just, like, yeah, fair. I've been rewatching Mad Men, and it's, like, I, I think that show does a really good job of capturing, like, what women, but again, like, 60s, like, were supposed to be like. And yeah. how how it's, it's helpful to watch shows like that or look at books like this because it's, like, oh, oh, oh. So – that's why this feels so frustrating and still imbalanced in certain ways now. Like men get more passes for X, Y, or Z, but it's really come a long way and we still have room to go. Somehow, yeah, to Liza's point, like seeing this list and being beyond that is very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, this has been a great rule debunking. I feel fired up. I feel angry. <laughs> I feel happy that I. it's not. I don't know, whatever <laughs> weird era this rolled out of. Um, however, please weigh in. If you if we've said anything tonight that you're like, nope, you guys are incorrect, please tell me. Because I do feel like some of these things, or if you've heard stuff that, you're, that you recognized as like, really, like, oh, shit, I do that and I didn't realize it and I don't like it or I do like it and you guys are wrong. Like, please let us know because I think this stuff is so fascinating and I think we can keep talking about it. I think we could like, you know, potentially take a bunch of responses to like, like pe- responses people have to this and, you know, talk about it in a future segment or something like that. But anyway, you can do that at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. You can DM us on Insta at 51firstdatespod. You can join our secret Facebook group and post there. What else? You can. I feel like also, yeah, email in like debunk one of these on a real date like prove it wrong yeah, yeah. go be a creature unlike any other the opposite of this rule and it fucking worked oh my god if anyone does that we will definitely reimburse you for your date <laughs> keep the receipt <laughs> i swear to god yeah don't open up uh, too fast be honest yeah. and serious actually those are harder to do but yes don't tell him what to do <laughs> like someone's gonna get in a car accident like don't tell him but not to go least... straight through that stoplight Oh. At least order for him. When he sits down, he'll be like, I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a, you know, beer. Be like, no, I'm going to get you a glass of wine. Shh, don't, don't worry. <laughs> Do that. Tell, tell him what to drink. Um, 
Well, Kenny, this has been a delight. I'm sure everyone listening is going to be thrilled to hear from you again. We hope you'll be back soon. I'm having this weird, like, OG, I'm on a podcast. Did I sound like a fucking idiot vibe sometimes right now? (laughs) It's just like, it's been a while. I I still feel that way every week. Last time I was on. It's been a while. I I still feel that way all the time. We've been doing this for like (laughs) over two years. Yes, I... You know what? It's excruciating pretty much, but it's also fun to chat. Like I had fun in our conversation and I just pretend that people don't listen and just want to murder me, but they do. You know, some people will, but Kenny, you are great. You've been requested. I hope this is like, I know we're going to get a bump in our download numbers. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and to everyone listening, we love you guys. We hope you're having a lovely winter solstice or whatever you celebrate this December. Um, or don't celebrate. And we'll be and back with New Year's, you know, chats. I think Liza and I are going to go over our decade of dating for our New Year's Eve episode. So you can hear about that if you want to. But we'll we'll do some New Year's chatting. New Year. New decade. Exactly. And we'll be back with our New Year's episode. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And go on a date. Go on a date. Say it, Kenny. <laughs> go on a date. <laughs>